dun 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 Wait, can you hear me? Yes. Sorry, there was no response. I was like, shit, is my mic working? Could you not hear me singing? Hello, ladies, are we are we all here? I could hear you. We are all here, but I could hear you singing last time, Maggie, and you couldn't hear me talking. So you weren't we even have... on the call. You weren't even there. It he told me that I was there. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> awesome. So are we all ready? Yep, we're good. Awesome. Okay, so intro. Hey, everyone. This is the Work in Progress podcast. We are four creative friends talking about creative things. Um, and in this episode, we're all going to be talking about procrastination, yeah. <laughs> which is ironic because I don't think I even chose my topic until mm, the day before, and I didn't even write up my notes until mm, about an hour ago. So <laughs> let's do a quick introduction of ourselves. Uh, Brie, you want to go first? Why am I going first again? Oh, Wait, boy. I think it's my turn to go first. Is it? In my document, it says Brianna. So. Who cares? Fine. <laughs> Ray, go first. Okay. Hey, my name is Ray Noble. I am a queer writer based in... Um, I also dabble in some art of doodling, and I have three cats and a dog, and um, I write queer shit. That's about it. Not my turn anymore. Bye. <laughs> Who's next? Not me. Now it's Brianna. Okay. Hi, I'm <laughs> Brianna Keenitz. I write also queer shit um, of the new adult and young adult age variety. And I don't know, there's some contemporary and some fantasy and some sci-fi and just, you know, whatever tickles my fancy that day. So, um, yeah. And I dance to Mikey's singing of our anger jingle. She can dance if she wants to. <laughs> she can leave. She can leave her friends behind. But she would never do that to us. No, because she loves us so much. She loves us. I just, yeah. Hi, my, name is, <laughs> my name is Maggie Derrick. I'm a web-based author um, of mostly fantasy. Um, although I'm playing with some ideas. Ooh, I've, got, I've been inspired. Um, but well, whatever. That's way down the road. Uh, and I'm also a digital artist, and and I live in Vancouver, in Canada. And yep, that's it. That's me. Hey. All right. I'll go next. Hey guys, I am Athena Wright. I am from Toronto, Canada. Um, I'm a hybrid self-published author who writes contemporary new adult romance about rock star musicians. And I will be the host for today's episode. So procrastination. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was going to have us go around the table and talk about whether or not we each procrastinate. But, well, <laughs> I don't think we have to do that because I'm pretty sure we all know the answer. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. Well, for me, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, duh. <laughs> so that's that's topic A already done. Um, the <sighs> next thing I wanted to kind of talk about is, like, why do we think we procrastinate? And I've done a ton of research, but I'd like to know why you guys think it's a big problem. Like, what causes you to procrastinate? <laughs> I think for me, 
because I've thought about this a lot and it's come up in therapy a lot is that um, it, 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 a lot of it is rooted in my anxiety disorder in that like the idea of just sometimes just the idea of doing anything is so overwhelming <laughs> and so I'll put it off and put 100%. it off because I'm just like it makes me so anxious just the idea of of starting something or doing something uh, but that said, I'm also really good at making excuses. And I was saying this to somebody the other day, like I have kind of just set the small goal, writing goal for myself, like just write a little bit every day. It just has to be like four or 500 words. That's, that's good. And then I think, oh, that doesn't take me any time at all to write. So I'll get around to it when I get around to it. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. And I haven't done it. So there's a little bit of laziness involved too. Yep. Hey, Maybe you just hit three. You just hit three out of my five reasons. <laughs> so for our listeners who can't see what we can see, obviously, is that we we work off of these um these Google Doc rundown notes, <laughs> and uh, I'm I can see that Athena is checking me off this checklist. Oh yeah, look at that lack of lack of empathy for future self. I didn't I didn't hit, but I did hit pain avoidance. I I did hit feeling overwhelmed and not knowing where to start, and I did hit plain old laziness. Yes. I am super proud of myself because I have one that isn't on the list. <laughs> tell, um, do tell. Okay, so um, mine, there is a part of it that is also um, related to Maggie's. I also have, like, mass anxiety and have ever since I was a child. And um, I, like, a big part of it is literally just the idea of doing anything sometimes is just so overwhelming that I can't. Um, and um, also... Sheer laziness also works into it. Um, not the part that isn't on the list yet, but another thing, I have a really easy time um, getting distracted by my other responsibilities. I have an eight to five job um, that I do Monday through Friday. I don't get a lot of like free time on the weekends. Um, I obviously have animals that are my children, um, not even the equivalent of they are my children, and uh, I take them as my biggest responsibility and priority. I have a girlfriend. Like, there are lots of things in my life that come up, and I have a really easy time pushing writing to the side, even though I shouldn't, um, just because I have so many other responsibilities that I think I need to be attentive to all of these other things first. And then um, my favorite one is self-sabotage, which mm -hmm. is what I do to myself constantly. Um, I am really, 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 really good at having willpower to tell myself no, you don't actually have to do that because why would you actually, like, want to succeed or do anything or, like, achieve your goals? <laughs> I'm really bad at, like, just blatantly doing things that I know will not benefit me in the long run. And, yeah, so self-sabotage is my big one. It's literally just – it's not even – like, I don't think it can, like, falls into lack of empathy because it's not that I don't care and it's not that I don't, like – want my future self to succeed it's literally the opposite i i like know that my anxiety is just going to do that thing where i want to do the thing that's not going to work out best for myself because i want to set myself up for failure rather than success i think a lot of us have that i was gonna say yeah, yeah when it comes around to my turn i can talk about that <laughs> yeah so that, that, that's me. I'm sure there's other reasons because just while I was having that mini ramble, I was thinking of like five other reasons that I managed to procrastinate. But 
we would literally be here all day if you could give me like the question again and then I would just literally ramble all the reasons that I have to procrastinate because I can come up with any anything at any moment I think we all have a lot of excuses for why we procrastinate I was gonna say I think <laughs> I think like coming up with excuses is as a way of is is a way of procrastinating. Oh, one hundred percent. That's the entire point. I plan on writing after we're done, and I'm like, oh, could we just keep going? Could we just never end? Like the podcast just can keep going forever, right? It's fine. No, in fact, we're ending it right now. You have to go right. Fuck I, you. Can I kick you off this call? Let's see. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah. I have another 45 minutes at least. We'll write, we'll write, we'll write together after the podcast. It'll be great. Ooh, writing sprints. I love writing sprints. They're the only thing that keep me accountable. There we go. I'm not kidding. Anyway, keep going. So who's next? Great. Uh, me. Jeez, if I knew what caused me to procrastinate, I probably wouldn't do it. Um. Oh. Oh. oh, no. I mean, I know, I know. So. I know some of the things, I mean, some of it is laziness. Well, okay, no, not laziness. I'm going to change this because I'm working really hard on not calling myself lazy anymore because I know that I'm not fucking lazy. I just do a lot of things because uh, I dance. And it's like fucking self-care for you. Yeah, like I dance you have and to. I work um, and I have a wife and a cat and... Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Oh God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. My wife has a lot of the problem because <laughs> um, I come home and it's like, well, I could go sit in the office by myself, and it's cold and the computer hurts my face balls and um, or I face balls. My face. I call them my face balls. Your eyeballs. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Oh wow. Um, okay. Or I could go sit on the couch under a pile of blankets and watch fun TV shows. And, you know, I'll take my tablet with me and I'm sure I'll get some writing done. Ha! Um, yeah, so that's not going to lie. My wife is a lot of the problem, but um, not in a, like a bad way. So there's that. Um, and if I put my foot down, she will be like, okay, fine, go right. But yeah, we'll have to work on that someday, but we're not there yet. yeah uh and yeah just being exhausted and uh I like food so I sit down at my desk and I'm like hmm I need to go eat that thing in the kitchen I'm like oh wait that thing isn't in the kitchen but maybe if I walk out and walk back in it'll still be in the kitchen (laughs) actually oh man I should look up my notes from the conference about that kind of dithering thing that we do um, uh, I love every single time you give me that list of notes. It makes me feel instantly like I don't have any reason to not be doing it because you've just given me a reason of yeah, ways to like get around it. it. Um, it's it's really rude. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop bringing them out. I'll no, don't. No, don't actually do that because they're helpful. <laughs> um, and that's probably the other problem is like I'm stuck in my story and I haven't figured out how to fix it yet, and so I procrastinate that a lot. Um, oh man! I know that sitting at my desk, like, yeah. at my desk, trying to figure out how to fix something isn't going to make it any better. It like, doesn't make it go away. Like trying yeah. to either trying to fix it, or when you're at a part of the story that's like kind of, it, it's it's not. I don't want to say boring <laughs> because like people will say, well, if there's a boring part in your book, you need to cut it out, and that's not what I mean. It's more like 
this isn't this like this is an important part of the story to propel it forward but i just want to get to like the really good stuff and i know i have to get through this to get there and like i feel like a fucking petulant child throwing a temper tantrum like i don't wanna (laughs) it's like the are we there yet yeah there yet (laughs) and so i just put it off because i'm like i'd rather like i i so dread writing the stuff that i'm not like super hype on that i just don't do it at all that's kind of where i am right now i'm like oh you gotta (sighs) i believe in you thank you was that good do we get it do we win there's still two that you guys didn't touch on which kind of apply to me so i can touch touch on those well i know as i'm looking at one i do see one that i didn't mention oh yeah i mean yeah it's it's the perfectionism oh yeah i think a lot of us have that kind of. oh yeah without a doubt it's just not the one that's obviously my brain because it only affects me in the moment when i'm like writing and staring at that thing being like this isn't perfect i feel like i I feel like the self-sabotage is close to the fear of failure it's like yeah yeah like i'm afraid it's gonna suck so i'm not even gonna try because why bother yes that's exactly what it is so yeah okay maybe it is technically on the list um because yeah it is very much a why bother it's a it's a fuck everything why the fuck am i even attempting um because it's it's obviously not going to be good enough from the start so so i accept that i think and i i would say like once upon a time that perfectionism was a huge problem of mine um i like had projects on in my like my my brain space for years and I mean the star in the ocean is a great example of just like feeling like I need to have everything perfectly outlined and ready to go before I started writing and I don't even know what it was that really kicked me into gear and finally just said like just start and fix it later and that was never the type of person I was and you know what maybe it was part of getting um you know getting onto a treatment plan and like I think it may have had a little bit to do with my mental illness in so much as like uh it, the perfectionism was a little bit of a symptom of needing to have control over my environment and the anxiety. And once I started getting that a little bit under control, um, I started to realize like, ah, fuck, it really doesn't have to be perfect. Cause if I don't start, there'll be nothing versus if I at least start and it's bad, I've got something to work with. So I used to be really, really much like a per- perfectionism stopped me from doing so many creative projects, mm-hmm. but not as much anymore. Yep. What about you, Athena? Tell us your things. So, she's like really busy writing notes. So she's like, I don't want to. I don't want to forget. So, <laughs> the one thing you guys didn't touch on because I have a little bit of everything because I do have what is called pain avoidance. Like writing is hard, and if I know this next scene is going to take a long time and going to take a lot out of me, and it's just going to be really difficult, then I'm like, well, I really have to do this too. Like, I have to update my website, and I have to go cook dinner. So, I mean, my other things take priority because I'm doing pain avoidance. Um, and I used to have um, feeling overwhelmed, not knowing where to start, and I used to have perfectionism, but I have figured out ways to fix those. So, yeah, I can talk about that later. But my biggest is lack of empathy for future self. So I have this thing where um, I'm, I'm not really sure how like, much I want to get into this, but I have bipolar disorder. And so a lot of the times I just think to myself, I would give anything to be happy right now. Like, I would literally do anything. I would go on any kind of drug, <laughs> like give me medicine. 
I would um, do any kind of experiment, like put, like hook me up to, you know, to electrodes, whatever. I just want to feel happy again. But you know what makes me happy? Finishing my work and having a sense of pride that I did something. So the funny thing is that I just don't want to do it. I would literally rather decide to just go to the hospital and have my brain hooked up to electrodes than have to just do my work, even though I know it'll make me happy because I know that my future self will thank me if I do this work. But I don't really care about my future self. My, my, my current self doesn't want to do it. So fuck you, future self, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the you in the moment is more important than the you in the past or in the future. Exactly. Right now, I only care about me right now. And future Candace is going to... Oh, sorry. Ooh, I just let loose my real name. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it didn't happen. Nobody heard That's it. Fine. That's we fine. can bleep it out or something. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah. <laughs> It's cool. So future Athena doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll see if That's I can cool. believe it. We got, we got too deep, guys. We got too deep. That's all right. So, yes, that's my problem. I have no empathy for my future self, and I would do anything to be happy except just do my work. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So... But I did manage to figure out a couple of ways to overcome some ways I used to procrastinate. So that's kind of a neat thing. If anybody, sure, I like that. I'm excited. Yeah. I want you to. Yeah. I want you to go over the list. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So one of the things is the whole feeling overwhelmed and not knowing where to start. I figured out a problem with that, uh, a solution with that. So I have a notebook, like a real notebook with a real pencil and pen and I sit down and I'm not I trick my brain I'm not actually going to work right now I know I have to do this scene and I don't know what I'm gonna write and it's so overwhelming and there's just it's such a big problem and I'm stuck on the plot and I think to myself I'm not actually working on this problem I'm just sitting here with my notebook I'm just gonna make a couple notes like what's what makes me stuck right now I'm stuck because of this reason and I'll write that down and I'll say well, what do I think has to happen next maybe this has to happen next maybe that and so I'm not actually working I trick my brain into thinking I'm not actually you know sitting down and having to do anything I'm just you know making some ideas I'm just ruminating I'm just you know jotting down some notes and usually by the end of a session I've plotted out a couple things and I'm like you know what I wrote this down and I wrote that down and if I combine these two things oh my god it actually might work oh wow and then I don't feel overwhelmed anymore and I suddenly do know where to start so that's my solution to that procrastination problem of not knowing where to start and feeling overwhelmed I trick my brain into not starting I'm just you know plotting out some stuff I do that all the time I've got this I call it my plot book and this is it's just like now battered notebook that I carry with me everywhere and it's one of the I think I tweeted a little while about I can't believe there was ever a time I thought I was a panster <laughs> because like now having my plot notes is everything and there'll be a lot of times where I'm like I I call it productive procrastination because yes. I'll sit there and say like oh I, w- I want to write I want to or I don't want to but I should be and so when those moments happen now, what I do is I take out the notebook and I'm like, okay, let's plot out like where we are right now and flesh it out a little bit more and talk about where to go because it kind of gets me to the, the fun stuff without really, without the writing part of it, because 
This way it's just bullet notes and it's creative thinking. Um, but the more I do it, the more I get excited about the, even the part that I'm stuck on or even the part I just need to work on. Um, and I usually find that by the time I'm done taking all these notes, I'm so fired up about where the story's going that all I want to do is write. And suddenly I'm very keen to get in there and, and start doing it. And even if in the rare time, or maybe I don't have the time once I'm done taking the, the bullet point notes down, if I don't have the time to write, at least that fire's lit again. And I know that when I do have the time to sit back down or I, I do feel like it, I have these really great notes that are, that are down in front of me that are going to help um, prevent me from feeling stuck because I've got this roadmap I've built for myself for the next time I sit down. And I can't tell you how many times that has saved my ass. So even though um, you know, I feel like I've, I've noticed people on Twitter are really kind of conflicted about whether or not they consider that to be productive or not. Like some people are like taking notes isn't, isn't right. No, it's so productive. That's it's so a little stupid. It's the only thing that works for me. And well, and I mean, I'm always like, okay, they're, they're, they're the, of the school of like the only writing that counts is the writing of the story, like putting the words on the page and I'm like, I'm gonna okay. fight them. I disagree. And I will fight I disagree them. too. Like I completely disagree. <laughs> and I cuffs. think we're. I think they're in the minority. Like I don't think one hundred percent they are the. But because I mean, yeah, I I get so much more done when I give myself the chance to just to think about it and to plot it out and just to ruminate. Yeah, I. Yeah. It's, I don't know. That's so stupid to me. Like I okay on a similar like situation. I. I'm sure Maggie and Bree have noticed this. Uh, I am one of those people that needs to talk shit out and I need to talk myself to where I'm going. Um, because sitting in, like, I love the idea of sitting with a notebook and, like, jotting down my thoughts and my process and whatever. And it does work, but it never really gets me all the way to where I need to go. And so I always need that extra step of, like, talking it out with somebody and being like okay here this is where I am I don't know where I like where to go from here what do you think and I will say that just doing that with like Maggie and Brie has helped so much and I consider that part of the process I consider that productive like I'm talking and like talking about my story I'm focusing on the work even if I'm not necessarily like getting words down getting words down is not always the most productive and important thing you can do for the fucking story. Like, I'm sorry. Not every single word you're going to write is a going to end up in the story after you go through editing and all that shit. And second of all, if you're just sitting and writing and considering that to be the only part, then where exactly are like, where exactly are you getting your plot from? What time are you spending with your plot? And what time are you spending with your characters? And like, that just, that's so stupid to me. I'm baffled. I'm, I'm going to explode. So, I want to, I call, I call my mother literally every single day, as soon as she gets off work and I recount to her what I wrote today and what I'm thinking of writing and where I'm stuck. And we talk it out because she reads in my Athena, genre. Can I have your mom? She, she reads in my genre. She's literally my, my, my audience. She loves my book. She loves my characters and she knows what would do well for them. And I'm stuck. I'm like, I don't know how to get this to work. And she says, well, what if this? And she fixes all my problems. Aww. I, I want Athena's mom to be podcast mom. So she's amazing. I just, I, I, I just want to like step in really quickly to, to point out though, that like no process is everyone's process is different. And so yes, exactly. not everyone is going to embrace the notebook way. And I'm sure that people who don't take notes beforehand, et cetera, 
have their own maybe they spend a lot of time like daydreaming or something right. to that effect like I'm it's sure it's all part of the process but it does count so, I think is what we're saying thing. yeah yeah that, that's what I'm trying to say I'm not saying that a journal is the only way to fucking do it no I was a pantser for years um and that worked great for me but the fact that somebody would be so audacious as to say that the only thing that counts is writing and the only thing that counts is work is like putting words down on the page that's so stupid to me because anything that you do to get further in your story counts as productive in my mind Mm -hmm. yeah i agree yeah 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 because i mean you're not procrastinating you're literally sitting there doing the work you're putting the work in you're thinking of your characters you're thinking of your plot you're you know untangling knots like you figured it out and you're getting to that point and it counts it counts it's not procrastination and really if you don't do it beforehand or while you're writing you're gonna have to do it you have to do it sometime you have to figure out um like your character arcs and your plot and what your stakes are and stuff at some point or you're gonna have a mess of a book unless you just magically know everything without having to think about it which wow i don't think they (laughs) exist Watch us get so many angry tweets and be like, um, actually, you don't care. <laughs> well, fisty cuffs. <laughs> Every process uh, is good process. Uh, Athena. Exactly. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Uh, Tangent. Okay. So, um, I have another one, another way that works. Um, so it's going to sound really like, like woo woo and whatever, but it's called visualization, <laughs> which is one of those like meditation and like affirmations which i also do so don't knock that but anyway so visualization you know the whole (laughs) lack of empathy for future self and the whole productivity equals happiness i literally sit there and i close my eyes and i imagine in the future when i'm done this chapter how happy i'm gonna be and i imagine this like I'm going to feel so satisfied and I'm going to feel just so happy and so like wonderful. And I imagine what that's going to feel like. And it makes me want to reach that. And then I think, you know what? All I have to do is write this chapter and I will feel like that. So I visualize how I want to feel. And it kind of like reminds me, yeah, if you're productive, you can get this. So visual, Mm -hmm. visualization, it sounds like those hippie things, but it it works for me. I've been doing it recently, too, in a slightly different way. It hasn't been, like, in meditation or anything like that. But I had a really, really, really amazing writing day for the first time in a really long time a few weeks ago. And now, literally, every single time that I sit down to write and I feel like I'm, like, stuck or I can't or I don't know what to do, I literally just am like, okay, do you remember that feeling? You can get there again. Just do it. Yeah. And, like, it's it's worked legitimately. Yeah, it really does work. Yeah. Yeah it's a good feeling and you know you know that you can do it because you've done it before that's neat i've never i've never i do a lot of meditation and, and visualization about things in life i've never never tried imagining my feeling when i'm done that's some that's some uh, that's some good cbd there guys i well i will literally yeah. say this is it's CBT, literally not cbd cbd something else Oh, oh dear besides that I just uh, that's okay i mean never mind. i was gonna say didn't you post it on twitter but no it was in the hangout oh well you need it to live you're fine um am i like a sheltered person because i don't know what that is uh it's it's, a, um, it's an active ingredient in marijuana 
Oh, it's the part okay. that doesn't make you high. It's the it's the, the shit that makes you feel physically better and like helps with pain and shit like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, I am yeah, a so, sheltered little. <laughs> yeah. right. I meant cognitive behavioral therapy. I just mixed. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say um, the version that I do. I, I don't even want to say it's a version. Like it's not even really an actual. Like, it's really not a meditation. It's not anything like that. It's literally just an offhanded, like, I'm arguing with myself, which I do a lot, and I talk to myself a lot. I have four animals, and I talk out loud to them constantly, and I talk to myself a lot because I'm that person. And I literally sometimes will just be like, you remember what this feels like. Why don't you want to be there again? And then my only argument to that is, wait a minute. I do want to be there again. I don't not want to be there. So I'm like, oh, okay, then there's your answer. You know how to get there. End of story. It's not actual like meditation or anything like that for me. Although um, I do take meditative baths when I am um, stuck in plots and stuff like that. I've done that before. It really helps. But that's a totally different point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. So like in the meditation lines, I do meditation, but I meditate on my story instead of myself mm-hmm. right which i imagine is probably what you do in your bath time right maybe yeah um I yeah but, and it's kind of like in between the note taking and the meditation where i'm like meditating through my story so that i because a lot of my problem is also focused because like when people are awake and on twitter i want to be socializing because it's the only time i get to socialize so that's probably also another reason i procrastinate because you're a leo and an extrovert oh i know it's your fault (laughs) too i'm not an extrovert i'm totally an introvert but the internet doesn't count on the internet Um, you're an extrovert i'm the same it's fine (laughs) um yeah, so I'll just sit and med- and I have meditation beads and I'll use them to um, meditate through my story and I'll just sit and like, okay, I'm gonna sit and think about nothing but my story, even if it's like side things or whatever, just come up with little scenes and things about my characters. Every time I move a bead, I'm thinking something about my story so that I can get my head back into my story, even if it's not like something that's gonna wind up on the page. I want to get meditation beads. I've thought about it before, and that makes me that I let I love how you're explaining that because I feel like that's I get lost in thought a lot when I'm doing like meditative shit because my brain never shuts up, and I tend to get lost from the point of where I was, and it takes me like forever to get back. And so that's my only massive issue there. So maybe if I had something physical to like keep my brain on track I mean I know that would work I know how my brain works so no that's a good idea I'll think about that thanks Brie did you watch did you watch that monkey brain video that I posted on Twitter the other day for you and Lee Uh, no I think I said I was gonna watch it and then I forgot sorry I'm sorry I'll put it it up on our resources page because it's a really good video for meditation that I think explains it in a much better way than like oh, you're just trying to shut out your thoughts because that's not, that doesn't work for most people unless you're really practiced in meditation. It's letting your thoughts like flow around you um, and kind of directing them rather than trying to stop them. 
Yeah, no, I've I do like um I mean not religiously, but I do like the Headspace app that has like the guided meditation and it like explains how like how to let your thoughts like do their own shit basically, but not let them go crazy. So yeah, I I've done um I've seen other videos and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I've I've been there, I've done it, but I'll still watch I just your video. I really love the monkey brain video because it's from this Buddhist monk and um he's just adorable and <laughs> it's super fun it's really cute the way he explains it with the monkey it's super cute that's See, adorable i will watch it i don't i find that the best time uh for me is when i'm running um and before i was a runner yeah. it was when i was when I, I would just take long walks and i would put some music in um but now it's running and i think what works the best why it works so well for me is nobody can bother me when i'm running it's like the only time where people know they're not allowed to like step into your space and make you take out your headphones like when a person's running that's it you don't fuck with them you don't fuck with them and it's the only time that i know i can be completely left alone with my thoughts and all i have are my thoughts because otherwise my body is in this mechanical motion and what else do you do and i've found that i've done my best thinking and plotting and planning and i i run it in my brain like a movie like I basically watch the scenes and I rewatch them again and again, and I tweak little bits here and there for things that aren't working, or I try to find solutions for things that like um, where if there's I need to bridge a gap between one scene to another, and I find just like immersing myself mentally in the story really really helps. And for me, the best time to do that is while I'm running, because like I said, it's the only time where like nobody nobody will bother me, and I can just be alone with those thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I do it while I walk the dog because I can't run right now, which makes me sad. So I used to do big walks, but um, and also have my headphones in, but um, I stopped doing that because of I felt that most of my walks I do with my dog, obviously, and I felt that it was taking away from um, like the time that I was spending with him. So I stopped, but I do miss it. I miss I miss big like. I don't know, like, I guess I would consider them working walks a little bit because I would be doing, like, work on my story while I was walking. But now I use walking meetings. People do that walking meetings. Oh, my God. Yeah, they do it at my work all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It is a thing. Uh, But, yeah, and it used to, I used to do that all the time, too. So I love it. I've I've done all of these things, guys. Stop letting me interject. Keep going. (laughs) Okay, so after the whole visualization thing, um, then the other thing I had, um, Maggie, you kind of mentioned something like when you're kind of, not, I guess the word is like, you know, dreading something or if something's going to be hard, oh, I have to write this part and it's like going to be difficult or I'm not going to enjoy it. I've gotten to the point where I think if I'm not going to enjoy this, I just don't write it. I cut it. I figure out a way around it. And I just say, if I'm not going to enjoy writing it, will my reader enjoy reading it? So I mm-hmm. cut it and I find a way to work around it. And so far, it's worked for me. I've cut a lot of stuff that I just thought, oh, like, as an example, there was this one uh, book, and I had to write what I thought would have to be like a kidnapping scene. And I was like, okay, so the girls have to be out, and they're doing something, I don't know, maybe they're shopping or whatever, out to lunch or whatever, and some creepy guy shows up, and they're a little sketched out, but they ignore it. And then, you know, at the end, he has to kidnap her, and oh my god, blah. And I was trying to write that scene, and I'm like, but it's so boring. Like, they're just, they're out shopping. A guy shows up. Bleh. And I decided I'm going to cut the entire scene. And all I did was have a character get a phone call that said Avery's been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And I just cut the whole scene because I didn't want to write it. 
And I was like, hey, this works perfectly mm. fine. You can totally find ways to work around it. So that's what yeah. I do. Yeah. If I'm stuck and I don't want to write that scene, I don't. I find that the scenes I never want to write be, tend to be um, like establishing kind of things. And the, my problem is that I've been living with this story in my head for 20 years. And for me, I know all of this history and I know all of this stuff really, really intimately. But then I'm like, oh, but my reader doesn't. And so for me, it's like, it's old news and I have to find a, a new way to present it. Um, and mm. that part's boring to me because I'm like, uh, I know it. And But I, I, one thing I have found, and if there's any listeners who are kind of like, yeah, I've, I've been there. Because I know a lot of people uh, talk about having been working on the same story for a, a long period of time. One thing that has helped me through those kinds of roadblocks have been remembering that it's not just the reader but sometimes your characters there are there are characters in the story that need that introduction too and so it helps for me because uh may has the same amount of knowledge of everything that's happening in book two as the reader to a certain degree and so she's learning a lot of this stuff for the first time too and so i try to imagine it from her perspective as as this like the character in the story and why it's important for her to learn these things and how that's going to affect her development where the story is going and I found that that kind of helps to kind of get into her headspace so maybe it's maybe it helps to like if to take yourself out of the equation and take like the why you need to do it as a writer and look at the story and say like clearly we need to do this for more than just the reader like who is this affecting in the story and, and maybe try to identify that way yeah, it's not just an info dump. It's mm-hmm. it's important to the plot, important to the character's yeah. growth. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's it's. I think it takes a lot of practice to start getting that skill of a recognizing when you're getting bored with the things that you're writing. Like if you're getting frustrated, you have to stop and analyze. Like, why am I frustrated with with this right now? And that's kind of my same thing too. Is like. If I'm frustrated with this part, then why am I writing it? Just, like, stop writing it because it's just going to be bad. It's just going to be me, like, sub-tweeting my writing (laughs) (laughs) in my manuscript. (laughs) Um, And I see it a lot. Like, if I start getting grumpy while I'm writing, my character will get grumpy. I'm like, stop that. (laughs) I'm going to walk away right now. We're going to come back and we're going to do this different. (laughs) That's a good point. Like, sometimes it's just your mood. Sometimes you're just not in the mood to write or maybe it's the scene like sometimes you just have to listen to your your body and your mind and sometimes it's just not the right time to do it because it will affect your writing I've had I've forced myself to write like NaNoWriMo is a great example and I can tell the bits and pieces I wrote on days where I just wasn't feeling it versus the days where I was like super into it and it really you you can't you can't beat yourself up if you just aren't feeling it you know yeah yeah as long as you're not not feeling it all all the time yeah you can't make that excuse (laughs) every single day it's like it's got an expiry date on it (laughs) there has to be I I find for me I have to give myself a good reason for not if that makes sense like uh this week we'll use this week as an example um I've been trying really hard to write like every single day when I get home from work I have a minimum of like 500 words that's all um, because I know that 500 is not a difficult number for me to get to and it's totally doable and I can totally make that happen. Um, but like this week I have been stressed out beyond belief because, um, Riona, the littlest went in for her spay on Thursday and, um, I'm a helicopter mom, obviously. And so I have 
and freaking out for absolutely no reason. And all week long, I was literally a fucking stress ball. And I knew anything I wrote was going to be shit because I wouldn't be able to focus and I wouldn't be able to actually, like, take the care that I needed to make the writing good. And so I just called it, a, like, a self-care week. And I didn't do it. And it's it's all the better for it. I got back into writing last night, like right before I went to bed. And it was fucking great in comparison because I actually wanted to do it because I had like starved myself all week because I knew I wouldn't be able to do justice. So it's totally worth it. If you can, if you know that sometimes it's just not a good spot for you mentally, don't do it. But like, just make sure you have a good reason behind it personally. Like Mm -hmm. if you've had a shitty fucking day and all you want to do is go home and give yourself a break, that's allowed. Mm -hmm. You can do that. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. (laughs) I think self care is self care is super important. If you're a creative person. Oh man. And I think we're going to actually have an entire episode about that. Like we, I think we are. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to. It's so important. And you see writers and creatives talking about it all the time. And I mean, whether it's a physical like need for self care or just an emotional mental one, like it's just, you gotta, you've got to take care of yourself. I mean, fuck, I'm, I'm living with like back pain now because of my writing. Like I need to, it's just because of sitting at a desk, but writing certainly hasn't helped. But like, trust me, when your back is fucked up, the last thing you want to do is sit in front of your computer and, and write. Like this week has been a write off because I've just been in so much pain, but my body comes first. And I had to like get over the guilt of that too. You're right there. Yeah. Your body does come first. Your body and your mind have to come first. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. your emotional wellness. But besides yeah. that. No creative endeavor is worth your health. Yep. No. So. Yes. Yay. Yay. Yay, self-care. Um, okay, so <laughs> I only have one more sort of, uh, re- I guess, one more sort of solution to my procrastination. And that is... Um, getting rid of my perfectionism. I am no longer a perfectionist. I uh, used to be. Oh God, I was the worst. I would, uh, I would put things off until the very, very last minute. I would never write term papers or study for exams or do anything because I was like, it has to be perfect. It has to be wonderful. And if I'm not going to be able to make it perfect right now, then I shouldn't even start. It was awful. Um, but the thing that kind of got me over that, like weirdly enough, the whole like. Twilight, E.L. James, Dan Brown thing. Like I said, people really don't like them. They get a lot of hate, and nobody thinks their books are good necessarily, and yet they're successful. And if I can be even 1% better than them, then then that's okay. And so it's Mm -hmm. not so much that I want to write shit. It's not like I don't care about the quality of my work. It's that it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. Mm-hmm. Amen, mm-hmm. sister. Woo! <laughs> that's, that's what edits are for. Edits are for fixing. Writing mm-hmm. is for getting it done. Man. And so just Ugh. stop caring, essentially. Stop caring. Just do it. I Honestly, it sounds like it sounds almost like I can see how someone listening might be like, that sounds ridiculous, but Honestly, the, I have never felt freer as a creative person than when I gave myself permission to make shit. And when I finally embraced the fact that, like, your first draft is going to be garbage, and that is okay. 
Like nobody, nobody, nobody. And there are plenty of people out there who think their first draft is perfect. And unfortunately, and they'll learn eventually, maybe hopefully they're wrong. <laughs> There's no such thing as a perfect first draft. It doesn't exist. It, it'll never exist. And the beautiful thing is editing is your time. And I think it was probably NaNoWriMo that taught me that. Like, just write the shit. Let it be shit. And fix it later. But at least you've got something to work you with. You can't fix and nothing. God. Yeah, you can't right. fix nothing. And God, does it ever feel good to just let that go and be like, yeah, I don't care if this is shit. <laughs> I'll fix it later. I'm just going to say one quick thing. If every pork chop were perfect, we wouldn't have, have hot, hot dogs. dogs. Oh, God. <laughs> exactly. That's so cute. just remember, if every pork chop were perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. And maybe your book is a hot dog and maybe it's a pork chop. Maybe it's something else completely different. It doesn't matter. Just get it fucking done. Because you know what? People love hot dogs. And Betty White exactly. says that hot dogs and vodka are the key to a long life. And I trust <gasps> Betty White. So Who doesn't trust Betty right? White? So hot dog <laughs> it up. Exactly. <laughs> and, oh, I think I killed Bree. I think I did. Are you are you okay? Are you alive? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Good. I'm glad. I just you said it. You said something that just like it sprang with it, like immediately into my brain. And I had to say it. So, <laughs> so those are those are my solutions to procrastination. Do you guys have any other sort of things you do to get over your your procrastinating? I don't think it's so. a very accumulative list. It was yeah, a really like, good one. I really feel thorough. like you really covered a lot of the things that I I do. Now the, I, mean, I feel like even saying that I still procrastinate. I have all these solutions oh, and yeah. I still do it. It's just I don't do it as much as I used to. Um, oh, I do have a good one. Cover... Oh, fine. Oh, no. I'm sorry. No, Bri, you go first. <laughs> okay, you'll like this one. It's a feel good one. Oh, um, I like that. We good. didn't talk about your support group. Nice support group. Saying, support group. I'm not getting any shit done. Please help me. Accountability yes. partners. When Maggie was like, "Hey, go write some fucking words," and I was like, "No, I'm gonna find a perfect gif to be cranky at you with it." It was pretty great. <laughs> I was really proud but of I you. But I did was. get some writing done. Wait, wait. Can I? <laughs> did you pronounce it gif or gif? Did I? No, she said gif. Did I say? It's Jeff. Say Jeff, motherfucker. It's Jeff. It's Jeff. It's Jeff. It's Gif. It's Gif. Fuck you. It's Jeff. It's graphics. <laughs> it's the first word is graphics, so it's Gif. The creator has said it's He's pronounced wrong. GIF. And the internet you said, can't tell him wrong. He doesn't know the whatever. The internet what said, <laughs> you. no, because you know what? No, you know it what? Literally, it literally. No, if you if you know how words and letters work. G is soft if you have an I behind it. But you know what? Books belong to no, their readers, gifts. Ray. And gifts mm -hmm. belong to their tweeters. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, anyway. God, that was amazing. Oh, moving oh, oh, on. A thing that I do no. is oh, wait. I got a planner. Oh. oh, you and your special planner. Honestly, it has really helped me. Uh, and so far as like balancing like personal things, creative things and work things and just having it written down day by day and not letting myself feel like, so I, I'm very visual in that. Like I need to see what my week looks like at a glance and it's really helpful. And I give myself permission to move things if I have to, but if I can't, 
that's great. But I always like, there's a satisfaction that comes with crossing things off those lists and just being able to see the whole week as a, as one big picture. And I've, I found that really helpful. I like that. Um, I have one more easy one and, um, I don't know how well this would actually work for a lot of people because I guess it kind of depends on your own self accountability because it doesn't even work for me every time. But, um, one thing that I started doing a few weeks ago, and this wasn't actually for writing specifically, it was just for like doing chores around the house that I didn't want to do. Um, and then I have started also doing it for writing too, is if I ever caught myself either thinking I'm bored or thinking that I don't have anything to do or that I didn't want to do anything, I would make myself spend 15 minutes doing something, like doing something that was going to be productive. Um, so it started off, like I said, just doing chores. I would be sitting on the couch being like, wow, I can't find anything to watch. I'm so bored. And I'd be like, okay, well, then don't find anything to watch. Go do the dishes. And I would go do the dishes. Um, and then I started doing the same thing. Well, I've always done the same thing, but I started noticing that I was also doing the same thing while I was like scrolling through Twitter. If you guys weren't on, um, I would be like, wow, I'm so bored. I don't have anybody to talk to. And I'd be like, oh, well, maybe you should spend the next 15 minutes doing nothing but focusing on your writing. And it actually works. It gets you a little bit into a rhythm of, okay, you'll do 15 minutes on, you'll go reward yourself with whatever else you like can find to do and if you can't find anything else to do you've already gotten into the swing of writing and you can go right back that sounds brilliant oh my god do you know mm -hmm. how many times a day i think to myself i'm just scrolling mindlessly through the same sites looking for updates and i think right. god like i ran out of the internet i'm bored and that can be <laughs> yeah. my trigger my trigger is you ran out of the internet hence exactly right. and that yes. is my it's like, you literally it's literally like i gave myself param like mental parameters for if you say or think any of these things and it actually works um and it just like it literally just gets you out of that headspace of oh no i can't do anything and puts you in a okay now i'm being accountable for myself and i'm realizing that yes i do have things i can do and once you put your brain to something if you're in it if you're in that mental space to begin with usually you just need something to focus on and once you get to that spot where you're focusing you're good to go and i swear to god it's really worked i'm using that from now on that sounds amazing oh, i'm so happy yes. please everyone steal it i want everyone yes. to feel like they can do it plus 15 minutes is a lot of time for words honestly yep. like that's a good sprint yeah like and once, i can get anywhere once i get going i just continue it's just the getting started Same. that's hard Exactly. And 15 minutes is a good getting started point, in my personal opinion. Trick, like, that gives you... You trick your brain. You trick your brain into just saying, oh, I'm, all, I'm not really going to write for, like, a day or an hour. I'm just going to do a little bit. I can stop. Exactly. I can stop whenever I feel like it. And then get right. out. <laughs> See, I have a thing where I get addicted to the word count, and I keep seeing it go up, and I'm like, oh, I'm at 700 words. I could hit 1,000. And then I hit 1,000. I'm like, oh, but you could be 1,500. And you just keep doing it. And that's Ooh. how that's how it gets me. It's it's a it's a wormhole. That's how I get big word counts on certain days. Competing against <laughs> yourself. I like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do the same thing for my writing, too. Like, I keep talking about, you know, banging my head on my desk. If I am just sitting here spinning my wheels, I've started to train myself, get up, Go do something else. Let your brain work on it for a little while and then come back and fix things or whatever. Keep writing. I think it's a really good, like, 
um, what's the word? It's a one size fits all like mental tool a little bit because it even literally I can think of 10 different things off the top of my head that I can do in a 15 minute time span and be productive and have gotten things done. I could go clean the bathroom. I could do the dishes. I could do a load of laundry. Um, I could like clean the litter box. I could sit and do a sprint. I could work on like updating my socials, like in a, in a productive way, but like, you know, like there's so many different things that I could think of that you could do. Um, I could, you know, I actually got this idea from the Shonda Rhimes TED Talk. <laughs> um, it was, it's there's like, no shame in that, man. No, fucking Shonda Rhimes is a fucking boss, okay? So, like, it's no shame ever. But I literally got it from that because the entire um, talk was about how she started saying every time she said yes to one of her kids to spend time with them, she was going to spend 15 minutes of unadulterated time spending it just with them. And I started thinking, why can't I do that with everything else? And it just worked. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. My mind yeah. is, like, blown. Oh, I'm so happy. Yes. <laughs> well, at least I said one thing that could help today. Yes. Um, so we have some listener questions, um, but we only have, I think, like eight minutes left. Until you go. Hour you go. Is up. Just, just go. So one of, the, one of the things that I kind of wanted that she wrote was that sometimes, oh, so this is from Casey Brock Reynolds. I think I might have pronounced that wrong. Casey Bach Reynolds. Um, yeah, and she said, sometimes I procrastinate reading the end of a book because I don't want it to end. And does that ever yeah. happen when writing a story? You just aren't ready to say goodbye, but you know it's complete. Now, I would have said yes. Um because there have been times where I got to the end of a book and I just think, you know, I don't really want it to be over, but truthfully that is literally just an excuse because I'm procrastinating. So not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> However, at the, do it with TV a, shows. at the end of a series, yes. At the end of a book, it's fine. I'm going to see the other characters in the next book, but finishing my darkest day series that was really really hard i had to write the final chapter that was kind of the wrap-up where you see all the characters one final time and it's summing up the whole series and saying goodbye and they've gone through this whole journey together and i was like crying i was like i can't do this it's so hard so sometimes yes and you know sometimes no so yeah for me sometimes it was just i didn't want to say goodbye No. I've only done that with TV shows. I am a I have a penchant for not watching the finale episodes of TV shows. Yeah. I think what, yeah, what might like five. what what <laughs> might help with that though is to remember that you're the creator of this world and if even if you finish their story there's nothing you stopping you. Yeah, you can go back and make whatever kind of extra content you want. I fucking do it all the time. Like when I was in between the star in the ocean and the wind in the horizon, I was writing all these one shots because I wasn't ready to start the sequel, but I missed May and M so much that I just wrote all these like self-indulgent short stories because I can. Do you know I have an epilogue novella sequel idea? I have an idea of each couple gets their own kind of short story novella and all the oh. all of the bands are also my Feral Silence. Darkest Days and Cherry Lips, all three of my bands are all touring together on this like Lollapalooza world tour and each couple gets their own sort of like happy ever happily ever after epilogue. So you see what happens Aww. like a year in the future. But the problem is like that that is so hard to write. I'd have to write a, a, a novella for every single couple, which would be like, oh my God, 15. 
<laughs> so that's not going to happen. But in my head, it has. So I don't really have to say mm-hmm. goodbye because in my head, they're still they're they're still there. And I do cameos, and I have other characters show up in other books and other series. So I'm not really saying goodbye. You, you never really say goodbye. No. <laughs> so yes, any other last thoughts? Um, no, actually, I'm feeling really jacked up. This helped to Same. kind of revitalize. I feel so pumped. Writing done. I'm so excited to go write, guys. <laughs> I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm excited to start that I'm bored, let's write thing because it sounds so easy. I'm bored. I should just do something productive. Why don't I go write? It never occurred to me to have that sort of routine <laughs> or have it in my head. I'm bored. It took so me I'm 24 gonna... years, so <laughs> you're fine. I'm bored, so I'm going to just stare at the wall for 10 minutes because I'm bored. I'm just going to spin in my chair. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Good so, job, team. Well done. <laughs> awesome. Yes, I think this is, a, this is really productive. I mean, we have talked about our procrastination reasons and also some techniques for overcoming that procrastination. Yay. I love it. Awesome. Good job, guys. Yay. So I guess I can wrap up. Um, So I want to say thank you for listening. And if you have any feedback or questions or topics for discussion, or if you want to tell us how life with these tips, with these tips, uh, you can contact us (laughs) in a few different ways. So we're on Twitter. um, We're the whip pod. That's T H E W I P P O D. The work in progress pod. You can also send us an email talk to whip at gmail.com with WIP and we'll try to answer as quickly as we can. We also have a website, the whippodcast.com. So check us out. Um, we are recording using anchor.fm, but you can find us on all the major channels like iTunes and Google play. And it would be so wonderful if you could rate review and subscribe because we all know how important that is, especially for new indie podcasters like us and we ask that you please be patient with us if there's any inaccuracies um as writers we're more than open to constructive criticism and if we said something that was problematic uh just you know by all means reach out you know let's talk we all want to become better people so thank you for listening and we will be back next week thank you good job guys Good job, Bye. 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 Bye.